Hello, gardeners, farmers, compost enthusiasts, and growers. Welcome to The Healthy Garden, the show where soil is important and growing a healthier world is job one. Hello there, gardeners, growers, farmers, citizenry of the world, and seekers of truth. Welcome to episode number 66 of The Healthy Garden podcast, Food Security at Home. This may sound a little extreme, but it's not. Since man has existed, the concept of having enough foods to sustain oneself has been a primary concern. No food, no life. So, what is food security? A lot of people, government types and organizations around the globe today throw around the food the term food insecurity for the media and fear mongers to munch on. They use it as a spearhead for their feeding a hungry world agenda, which is UN doublespeak for we need to have the science fix what nature got wrong. How could nature have gotten it wrong? God created nature and in nature man found food. So why in the world would we need science, man, our ego, to fix what was supplied for us at birth? It's because the elites who fly around the world in private jets while telling us we can't have a gas stove or cows anymore are running an agenda, a plan to save all of the starving masses with GMO crops that have been drenched with pesticides and herbicides to kill the bugs and the evil weeds while they create huge global debt that poor people around the world will never get out from under. These people... You may have seen them at the latest G20 summit are so full of it. They come together to discuss global finances and economic issues facing the world, including food security. More on the G20 later. In America, the politicians use it as a catchphrase for the inner city citizens who live below the poverty line and can't afford to eat. And for rural folks who live in the farm country but are too poor to be able to feed themselves. It sounds insane, doesn't it? Really. In a world where foreign ministers, billionaires, dignitaries, and politicians can spend millions of dollars to fly to a summit in Delhi to tell us what we all need to be doing, and they can't figure out how to safely, sanely, and organically feed the world today? Sounds a little fishy to me. But don't worry. The lying sacks of flesh and bone have a plan. They're going to serve all of the underserved people with plant-based GMO food, all sorts of bad medicine, and money schemes that keep the poor poor and confused and stuck with nowhere to go. Underserved is another one of their favorite words. It means the people they don't really care about. They should really call them the forgotten. Anyhow, the government and global elite play the food game with Big Chem, Big Ag and Big Pharma, the UN, the World Health Organization, the CDC, and Big Money, like BlackRock, State Street, and the Vanguard Group, who you've heard me mention before. It's all designed to keep the money coming in from the working class slaves that Big Money keeps down by incorporating the worst economic principles that I have ever seen put into place in economies across the globe since I started studying the market and the money decades ago. Follow the money is always the truth. The ones controlling the money 
may not be the ones the media or the Orwellian political agenda allow you to believe they are. To see who these people really are, just take a peek at who the real 1% are and who controls the money. With all that said, this is not where we are going today. We are going to discuss the crossroads of 1984 and Brave New World that I believe the world is at. The hyper-technical, hyper-secular, hyper-controlled world that Huxley and Orwell foretold us of is in full bloom. We are living in some very scary, very unhuman times, which bring us back to the baseline, the primal needs like survival. And the most basic question when it comes to survival is, how are you going to feed yourself or your family if they, in quotes, decide to tank the global economy and food supply? You don't think it could happen? You don't think that the world is in the most precarious position it's been since World War II? Think again. It is. So how are you going to survive the recession and the man-made food shortages that are coming? How are you going to feed yourself during the next lockdown of whatever variety the gatekeepers, the government, imposes on you? The first thing I always do is implore all of you to grow your own food, or at least some part of yours and your family's daily food consumption. We all need to get on board with this. I have been warning gardeners, farmers, and growers for years that we all need to grow our own food, and not just for the reasons I stated above, but also for health and well-being. The food we are being dished up in restaurants is disgusting. The supermarkets are selling us toxic food, and the nurseries and garden centers are selling us products that are loaded with chemical residues and inputs that are poisoning our bodies and destroying our immune system. And growing food that's worth eating and is going to sustain you in a tough time of stress and crisis is not as simple as throwing out some crappy seeds into some crappy soil. You need to think through your nutritional needs and what you can grow, what you'll need in terms of harvest, and how you're going to accomplish growing your own food. I'm not telling you this to freak you out. I'm telling you this so that you'll all be able to get prepared. My goal here is to plant a mental seed that just might save your life. More on your food security next. Healthy gardeners, have you gotten your copy of my new book, A Hundred Years of Deception, Why Gardening Must Change? If not, you are missing out on a deep dive into the truths, the fallacies, and the untruths that may be poisoning your garden and your friend's gardens. Don't get hoodwinked. This is the best gift you could ever give them or yourself. Order a copy today on Amazon.com. A Hundred Years of Deception, Why Gardening Must Change will set you and your garden free. Happy and healthy gardening, everyone. It's not like people aren't growing food at home. They are more than ever. People are gardening. I know you've all heard these facts in some form or another, but gardening has grown. 
Nice bad pun. Statistically, the sales of gardening goods doubled around the globe during the COVID lockdowns. In the U.S., the COVID pandemic created 18.3 million new gardeners, most of them millennials. The most current research on gardening statistics show that 55% of the households in America garden and that 39% of the households grow vegetables, herbs, and fruits. Food gardening has increased from 36 million households to 42 million. Then they always love to throw this one in. Kids that grow veggies tend to eat more veggies. Duh. Here's a few more tidbits regarding growing veggies in the U.S. The tomato is the most popular veggie, even though it's a fruit. 86% of Americans growing food grow tomatoes. Also on the top 10 list were cucumbers, also a fruit, isn't it funny that the stat geeks give us all kinds of lists and factoids, and when it comes to the vegetable food growing list, they start off with a couple of fruits? Memo to AI programmer, fruits and vegetables are not the same. The top 10 list continues with sweet peppers, beans, carrots, summer squash, onions, hot peppers. That's definitely a priority food security item, lettuce and peas. While I was reading and researching, I came up with a couple of interesting pieces on growing food in 2023. In an Axiom marketing survey, they found that 40% of the Gen Y and Gen Z vegetable gardeners said they'll be planting different veggies next year. Hope they can find them. I, I added that part. In the bigger picture of food gardening, 24% of the gardeners surveyed wish that they had more information on what they were buying at the point of purchase. Yeah, that's that would be great because if they actually knew the truth about what they were buying, they probably wouldn't, or at least I hope they wouldn't. More on that in a minute. Also, and this is what first caught my eye because none of these surveys or studies ever mention it. Axiom reports that when it comes to buying vegetable plants, organic and locally grown are important. Yay! 64% of gardeners want plants that are locally grown, and 60% want plants grown organically. This is interesting and disturbing to me at the same time. Local beat out organic. Hmm. The last thing Axiom detailed was that there is a growing popularity of seed planting. Another bad pun. They mentioned that men are more likely to grow their vegetables from seed. Don't shoot the messenger. Axiom did report that both men and women are saving seeds more than in the past and that the favorite place for gardeners to buy their seeds was, drum roll please, the big box stores. Now that's a losing proposition right there, especially for the local independent nurseries. I guess that says something, doesn't it, nursery buyers? I have one last little piece of info and stats that I saw in a this old house, this old house piece called Top Gardening Statistics and Trends 2023. I'm just going to pluck a few tidbits out, out of there and give you what I think was relevant. One, lettuce, onions, carrots, tomatoes, and pumpkins were the top five fresh market vegetables in 2022. Congratulations, pumpkins. 
Number two, gardening supplies and equipment sales are expected to grow to $127 billion in 2024. Three, more males, 44%, plan to spend more on gardening in 2023 compared to 33% of the females surveyed. Four, a market report indicates that the most popular gardening trends for 2023 will be creating veggie gardens, planting flower shrubs, and growing new types of fruits and vegetables. I guess that's different than creating veggie gardens. Five, 69% surveyed said that the inflation that the economy is feeling is an important factor when planning participation in gardening activities in 2023 compared to 2022, according to a national gardening survey. Six, buying plants on sale, using water wisely, growing plants from seeds were the most common gardening tactics to combat inflation by U.S. households. Seven, the Home Depot was the most popular store to buy garden plants. Eight, gardeners learned the most about new plants from podcasts and webinars. Hmm. Nine, the most popular social media platform gardeners used to learn about new plants and gardening supplies was YouTube. This old house concludes with this. Gardening is growing in popularity in America, and that's not expected to slow down anytime soon. While factors such as inflation and shifting focus to other home projects had some gardeners taking a step back, in 2022, many report plans to dedicate more time and money to their hobby in 2023. Plus, with a growing interest from millennials and Gen Z, we anticipate the gardening industry will continue to boom in the coming years. As usual, the focus here boils down to money. It's going to boom! which is better than, I guess, the opposite, which is bust. But why is this old house focused on the industry instead of the end user, you, the gardener? Simple, because they are paid to be. If they can get you jacked up that you are in a boom, baby, then you're trendy, you're happening. You are part of a movement, man. I'm glad that Axiom asked about local and organic, but the reality is they don't even know what they're really asking about. Just because something is local doesn't mean it's better, and just because something is labeled organic doesn't mean it's better. If you've listened to this podcast before, you've heard it from my lips. If the most popular store for gardeners to buy plants at is the depot, then I can guarantee you that the gardeners taking these surveys are not getting good organic, real organic, or even better, real organic and local. They're getting garbage from the industry that is booming. Remember what this podcast is about, food security. How is buying toxic, fake, organic, or worse, chemical fertilizer going to help you create food security at home? It isn't. All of these ridiculous industry types of studies and surveys leave out the most important thing, growing and eating real organic food at home that is nutritional and safe. Yes, safe people. Why are gardeners so willing to jump off of a cliff every time they make a purchase at the nursery from Amazon or at the Numero Uno, the depot, or the other boxes that I like to call the big bozos? And not that I never shop there. I have a Lowe's card, 
but I sure as heck don't buy my soil, compost, real organic simple fertilizers, edible plants, or seeds there. Come on, man, to quote someone I think we all know. Gardeners are worried about inflation in the surveys. Good, they should be. But they should be more worried about the recession on the horizon. They should be worried about the crappy and pesticide-coated lettuce, onions, carrots, tomatoes, and pumpkins, the top five fresh market vegetables that they're buying at the supermarket of death. Do you guys realize how messed up that is? That the big food markets lay out aisles of agricultural death for you to consume? Why do we think that the mortality rate is skyrocketing in the Western world? A big part of it is the food most Westerners or civilized, in quote, citizenry get to munch on. Toxic fruits and veggies and poison processed non-foods. Yummy. Just ask Bill Gates what he wants you to eat. Let's ask him. Hey, Billy Billionaire, what would you like us all to eat? Drum roll, please. (laughs) Plant-based goodies. (laughs) We laugh. We're entertained by this clown, but he and a bunch of other clowns are making decisions for us, for you and me, about food, the planet, the economy. Thanks, sweater man, but I'm not interested in what you think is best for me, my family, my friends, or anyone else on this planet. I'm going to wrap up this public service announcement with a few more thoughts and insights on the importance of you making food security your responsibility. Next. Hi, healthy gardeners. Have you looked at the ingredients list on the back of garden products and were confused or unsure of which ones were safe and which ones were toxic? Well, Randy Ritchie's book, A Hundred Years of Deception, Why Gardening Must Change, will tell you the truth about the usual suspects. Go to Amazon.com for A Hundred Years of Deception, Why Gardening Must Change, today for a healthy garden. Ended the last segment mentioning one of my favorite clowns since Bozo. So let's start this segment off with some more clowns. 
This time in suits, this time with an important job to do. I'm talking about the clowns from G20, who are the expanded clown troop from the big clowns of G7. You might be asking yourself, what do a bunch of global clowns have to do with my garden? Have to do with my own personal food security? Well, good question there, partner. And I'm about to tell you. The G20, or Group of 20, is a club of countries that meets to discuss global and economic political issues. Between them, G20 countries account for 85% of the world's economic output and more than 75% of world trade. They contain two-thirds of the global population. The G20 members are the EU plus 19 nations, Argentina, Australia, Brazil, Canada, China, France, Germany, India, Indonesia, Italy, Japan, Mexico, Russia, Saudi Arabia, South Africa, South Korea, Turkey, and the UK and US. Some countries which are members of the G20 also meet as the G7. These are the world's seven leading industrialized countries. The group was founded in 1999 after the Asian financial crisis. It was designed to be a forum for finance ministers and officials to discuss ways to restore economic stability. The first leaders summit was held in 2008 in response to that year's global financial turmoil. Remember that one? I do. To promote international cooperation. The G20 has broadened its focus in recent years to include issues such as climate change, and sustainable energy. This year, the G20 Clown Circus in Delhi focused on food security, and here is what they resolved. The nation's pledge to enhance global food security and nutrition for all. To achieve this, we encourage efforts to strengthen research cooperation on climate-resilient and nutritious grains such as millets, quinoa, sorghum, and other traditional crops, including rice, wheat, and maize, which is corn, the statement said. The member nations also committed to accelerate innovation and investment focused on increasing agricultural production, reducing food loss and waste across the value chain, nice words here, and improving marketing and storage to build more sustainable and climate-resilient agriculture and food systems. We commit to facilitate open, fair, predictable and rules-based agriculture, food, and fertilizer trade, not impose export prohibitions or restrictions, and reduce market distortions in accordance with relevant World Trade Organization rules. This is why I bring things like the G20 to your attention, because they're important. No other garden or lifestyle podcast is going to share this with you. And since gardeners get most of their info from podcasts, webinars, and YouTube, according to the crack staffers at the old house, we figure we better give you all something a little bigger and more important than what's the best way to plant a daylily. Although that is important, especially if you're the daylily. Notice what they, the clowns, are focused on, encouraging efforts to strengthen research cooperation on climate-resilient and nutritious grains, translation, GMO crops, 
Yeah, that means genetically modified crops which were developed to be more resilient to climate change impacts such as drought or extreme weather conditions. For example, crops may be engineered to require less water or to be able to survive in hotter or colder temperatures according to Climate Fact Check and in their article, are genetically modified organisms the answer to a climate-resilient biosphere? <laughs> I didn't make that up, you guys. They state the following. A genetically modified organism is an animal, plant, or microbe whose DNA has been altered using genetic engineering techniques. The specific targeted modification of DNA using biotechnology has allowed scientists, saviors, to improve the genetic makeup of an organism without unwanted characteristics, meaning what nature came with, tagging along. Isn't that special? The other quote, we commit to facilitate open, fair, predictable, and rules-based agriculture, food, and fertilizer trade, blah, 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 is basically them signing off on big chem and big money, controlling big ag, which is how all those subpar gardening products make their way to your local nursery and definitely over to your local depot. If you want to have food security at home, you must create it. The first thing you absolutely must do is start with the soil. This is the main area that 99% of the gardeners out there fail. Even gardeners who think they're doing everything right because they watch the Sammy Soil YouTube series on best soil practices, which if there was such a thing was probably funded by Miraculous Grow. The truth is that you need to learn to grow and build healthy soil with real organic inputs that are GMO-free, pesticide-free, herbicide-free, and loaded with biology or that will feed the soil microbes in your garden. This is the main thing that every gardener around the world should be focused on, healthy soil. Next, after we build healthy soil, we can start to look at what it is we need to grow. If the world spins on its backside, what are you and your family going to need in terms of nutrient density to survive? You will also want to be thinking about how do I grow and plant a succession food garden at home? What can I grow? And as the seasons transition, are there ways for me to grow food in the winter? Of course there are. Greenhouses and cold frames will do that trick. You will want to learn how and when to harvest, maybe some canning, and what can be harvested and stored for longer periods of time without losing all of the nutritional benefit of those fruits and vegetables. And last on the list, where can I get really good seed stock and how do I save seeds for the future? None of these things that I just listed off were part of the solution at G20. Isn't that strange? That's because I'm a real organic and non-GMO biological farmer and gardener. I don't need fertilizer. I don't need pest control. And I don't need GMOs to feed my family. Consider who and where you get your info from, gang. The only truth about the truth is what I read in the Bible. And that is, my friends, that the truth will set you free. It will. Happy and healthy gardening, everyone.
That concludes this episode of the Healthy Garden Podcast. Please post your questions on the Healthy Garden Podcast pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Join us next week to learn more about how you can free yourself from the chemical and synthetic trap that's been set to keep you from growing a true, organic, and healthy garden. Until then, happy and healthy gardening. Thank you.